Um, hi everyone, welcome to another episode of our podcast, Tech Talk, um, a podcast where we talk about various technology-related topics and uh, the popular topics that are currently going on. Uh, today we have a special guest with us, uh, Thibaut. He is the founder of LeeChess, uh, the second most popular internet chess server in the world after chess.com. Uh, it is a really cool website uh, for uh, chess players and uh, Amit is, is a big fan of chess player. He, he plays a lot of chess. Um, unfortunately, I'm not that much into chess, but uh, probably I don't have the brains for it. But uh, um, yeah, uh, Thibaut, pleased that you could join us in our podcast. Thank you very much for creating such an amazing community-powered uh, website. Um, yeah, so um, so shall we just start by uh, just, you know, if you could give us a little bit of background of uh, Lee Chess, how did it all start and where are you um, planning that, uh, you know, what what's your plan to, where do you want to take it in future? Sure, yeah, hi there, hi guys, thanks for having me. Um, I'd be glad to talk about Lee Chess. Uh, it's, um, it started as a, a small hobby project that I had, it was about 10 years ago. I was learning about programming. I loved it with passion. And so the way I was learning is just trying everything. Just, uh, I had an ID and uh, I, I, I saw how I could use that ID to learn some concept or some new language. And so I started a lot and a lot of uh, very little and consequent uh, open source projects. It could be about absolutely anything. And uh, yeah, when they, I was interested in web development and uh, I was getting curious about real-time communication. Uh, Ten years ago, having two browsers sharing com uh, information in real-time was quite the age, you know, <laughs> back there. And um, yeah, so I thought, um, let, let's try this Ajax uh, thing. Um, and then I needed a pretext, like something to build with it. And I, I very quickly decided to uh, make a, a chessboard and use a chessboard uh, as to experiment with real-time communication. And so I did that, and it was really shitty. There was no rules validation or anything, but I could play the moves on one browser and see the move being played in another browser. So I published it, and uh, I moved to the next project. And then a few days later, I realized that some people were actually using it. I was really surprised. So. I quickly built a chat in order to communicate with these two people playing on, on, on that thing that I never intended for anyone to use. And I put the chat in, and then I started chatting with that first person. Uh, there was no accounts. Uh, obviously, it was anonymous, and that person yelled at me that it was a shame that the moves were not validated. So I added move validation. And then they must have told their friends because a few more people came in, and they yelled at me some more, and some more people came, and, you know, uh, what, what, uh, what happened then. Basically, that's how it started. I had no intention of making a chess server whatsoever. I was just making small project for learning, and there happened to be a need uh, for an open source community-driven chess server at the time. I had no idea about it, but the need was there, and I was there just at the right time, doing the right thing uh, for people to help me uh, build the awesome project that it then became. Fascinating. This is truly fascinating story. I mean, we, we get to talk to a lot of founders of uh, various of the uh, community projects and a, a common theme is uh, what we come across a lot of the times is that, uh, you know, they were, they were not thinking of this becoming 
um, you know, one of the most popular uh, projects that, uh, that, and then, you know, so suddenly they realized that they were solving a problem that was, uh, that they didn't think about. And this is a quite amazing because it, it, it just shows that, you know, it, this wasn't driven from, from, you know, a, a, a sort of commercial incentive or anything like that. This was, you know, purely for your own joy, this, this project. Um, and that, that, that's what really intrigues me. Yeah, it's been, it was just a hobby project and it was a hobby project even then when we had 10 players, then 100, then 1,000, then 10,000 players. It was still just a hobby project. I had no idea that one day I would come to live of it. I was working in startup, making websites for, for other people and I was very happy with it. Just working on leeches during the vacations and, and at night and I was paying for the little servers by myself and that was perfectly fine. And, uh, it was like, I think five years in that people were really bugging me about adding donations to the site. I was like, ah, okay, fine. I had donations so you can help paying for the servers, you know? And yeah, even though I had hidden the, the donation button pretty well. Uh, they still managed to find it and donated so much that within uh, a couple of years, it was vastly exceeding uh, the, the, co the, uh, the cost of the servers. And so then there was talk about starting to pay me uh, for actually building leeches full time uh, and not having to do any other job. And that was, I think, about three years ago now. Yeah. And since then, I'm full time leeches. And that's awesome. I love it. It is very awesome. So, uh, uh, Thibaut, I was uh, trying to read about the beginning of Leeches and uh, it's very interesting that you would uh, you use Leeches uh, for the name of the platform. Can you give us a bit of uh, background about how you came up with the name and why you chose Leeches? Yeah, I remember very precisely. Uh, since you guys are programmers, you know that uh, one of the hardest things to do is naming things, you know? And uh, you want to start a new project, you're excited about the project, and then you're like in front of your terminal, and the first thing you have to type is mkdir, and then the name of the directory, you know? And I wanted to start this uh, little chess application to try out uh, real-time communication, and the first call you hit is, I need a name. It cannot just be called chess, you know? It's <laughs> just, it sucks. And I think the decision for Leeches was taken in about five seconds. I oh. thought, what am, what am I going to do? I want something that is light, uh, that is live, of course, because live communications was the goal. And then I was, and still I'm uh, quite a fan of Linux. So all these three words started with Lee. And then I thought it would be Lib, uh, like Lib software uh, as well. So that was it. Lee Chess it was. Okay. Right. Okay. So it's a combination of, um, you know, the, the Lee represents Linux, Libra, and Live, live, live. 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 Yeah. I think uh, I was uh, reading more. some place where uh, you mentioned that because you can watch people play live on the platform, it uh, that li also stands for that. Yeah, even though we couldn't watch anyone, I think the first version you just arrived to a page and there was one button play. And then it will play with the first other person that clicks on the button. And then they both get a board and they can make any moves on it without any validation uh, of any sort. That, that was the idea. And that was where I intended to, to stop the project and move to something else. And now how, how old is the project going on for? Uh, a little bit more than 10 years now. Wow. A decade. 
so uh, yeah. i mean it it started off just as a i mean just to uh, learn some uh, programming and then it became a big thing so uh, i mean how was your journey like uh, i mean suddenly your hobby project has become such a famous uh, program so how how does it how does that feel well to be honest it's no longer my hobby project it, it stopped being it when a lot of people uh, came to help me uh, with it you know uh, I, I get all the credit uh, for it but I really don't deserve it it's really like a team job and and the community work uh, to get it done I don't even do the most complicated programming things that Lichess requires nowadays uh, <clears throat> there are so many things I don't do uh, it's all hats off to the community I just happened to start it so yeah um, yeah as I said there really was a need for it people wanted that really badly and, and and very often the only thing that that's missing is someone just starting it and being able to uh, being willing to put the, the initial work uh, <clears throat> to bootstrap the project and then really the, the internet chess community just took it from there yes i think uh, just making it open source and ad free uh i think it was really necessary because uh, i i started playing chess so i'll just give a bit of a background i mean i've played chess as a young kid but recently i picked up chess after watching the queen's gambit and i i uh, i mean i can uh, uh I, i can think of many people who've started playing chess after watching queen's gambit um and uh, i was looking for various apps so chess.com because it's the most popular so i latched onto it and i started playing on it and then my wife's uh, nephew he uh, was playing leeches in his school um and uh, they in their school um, they organized tournaments uh, among all the students and uh, they were using leeches as a platform because of course uh, the kids they don't have to create uh, i mean they don't have to uh, create a, i mean a very powerful profile they can just simply log in uh, with just some names and then they can start playing chess and they can see their scores they can analyze their games so that's how i came to know about the platform and since then i was uh, playing with it with my father with my friends etc and i'm just loving it so um, i i wanted to understand uh, compared to chess.com and i'm sure there is a lot of comparison between the two platforms because it's uh, one is uh, the biggest platform which is ad supported uh, people it's uh, they charge money from people. people but then on the other hand you have leeches open source ad free uh, community supported uh, so i i wanted to understand how do you support a project like this because uh, you have developers who are helping you but in order to run the servers you would need some uh, cost uh, you need some money etc so how do you um, uh, run this server on a regular basis um <clears throat> that's a good question um the initial idea was uh, frugality main initial idea that worked for Liches for about eight years was that uh, it, it had to require as little money as possible, right? And we were, we were going to spend the money we get, and that's it. And if we start getting money, things are no longer going to happen, and we are just uh, basically, yeah, just going to spend uh, what we get. And we're not going to try to get more because we don't need to spend more. You know, that was the idea. Uh, that changed um, in the last year uh, because with the influx of new players, we had a, a, a lot of, of constraints and, and, and demand for more money. But um, it, the, the idea remains the same. Uh, we are funded entirely 100% by players' donations. There's no paywall, of course. 
there's no ads, uh, there's no tracker. We don't sell any information to, to anyone. We don't sell the space uh, on your screen. We don't sell uh, your brain power. We don't sell anything. We don't sell, I mean, yeah, we sell a few t-shirts, but that's about it. Uh, we don't have any sponsors uh, either. We don't have investors. It's really just the people enjoying uh, the website and the ID, the ideas behind it and just giving $5, even $1, you know. Uh, when a few thousand people do that every month, then suddenly you get about $40,000 a month, I think, it's nowadays, maybe a bit more. And then you can pay a lot of servers and then you can pay uh, several salaries and, and get a team up and get everything you need to yeah, to provide the service for everyone. Wow. Wow, this is amazing. This is this is an example of humanity at its best. I mean, you know, something so powerful and beautiful and it's running ongoing on on people's eagerness and uh, you know, donation, solely on donation. That is that is that is such a success story in and it's it's so much better than any other sort of business model uh, and other platforms that are running. And this, this just really inspires me to think that, you know, the, if there is a problem to solve and if you're solving problems, there is definitely going to be a way to move forward and keep giving that service. And, you know, people, yeah. Yeah. yeah, it, it kind of baffles us every month that people donate so much, you know, to the project, even though we don't call for donations like at all like it's not wikipedia style we don't we never show big banners help us or we're gonna die you know it's never been like that it's just people just donate to it it's like a virtuous circle of people enjoying the way we do things and then they want to help us uh doing it the same way i think it's a very lucky model to have uh, due to the very lucky position we are in of uh having quite a unique project and, and providing a service that so many people want uh to use nowadays it might not be uh, doable with uh, other areas or other topics. I don't know if that can be replicated easily. Maybe not. And in my eyes, uh, the gratuity of it, the fact that it's it's free of charge and that there is no paywall, is not the most important things uh, in my eyes. In my eyes, what really matters is it being free software, respecting the, the user freedom to actually have access to the code that they run in order to be sure that there's nothing naughty going on, you know? Uh, yeah, it matters fun. that, yeah, yeah, it matters that we don't show any ads. It matters that we don't do any tracking or use people's computers against them. These things really matter. But what most people think matter or what they, re what they, they really like is the fact that it's free. And to me, that's that's the most important. If I was to try and, and build a new service, I'm not thinking about it, but if I wanted to, to build another service, maybe I would try and go for like um, a free paywall in the sense that, yeah, this is a paid product. You have to pay for it. But then I would let people decide how much they want to pay. Because I think that a flat rate uh, in, in a global service that's going to be used around the globe doesn't make any sense uh, nowadays. It makes no sense whatsoever to require the same amount from someone in Portugal or United States or, or Nigeria. It makes no sense at all. So that, that's another model we could have uh, gone for. That's not going to happen because we promised it's always going to be free and, and without any paywall. So we're going to stick to that. Uh, amazing. That is amazing. Let's hope people continue to support Litas like, the, like they did for all these years. And uh, yeah, I mean, I, I'm, I'm going to open an account <laughs> today and see what it is all about. And, Feel uh, free. <laughs> 
so uh, coming back to the tech stack, uh, uh, Thibaut, because uh, I mean, uh, to run such a project, of course, you'll have a lot of technology uh, supporting a lot of tools and programs. So I, I just wanted to start with the first main thing for any chess server, the chess engine. So uh, you chose to go with, uh, I think, Stockfish for Lee Chess. So was there a specific reason to go with it? Uh, and uh, why are you still sticking with this uh, engine uh, at the moment as well? Uh, well, that's a no-brainer. Uh, first, it's the best one. <laughs> There's no match for Stockfish. It's just the best engine out there. And it's free software, uh, GPL, just like Lee Chess is. So it really is a no-brainer. There's pretty much no competition for it. Stockfish it is. So, so the reason I was asking this question is because there are other uh, chess engines uh, in the world and then we have the Google AlphaGo uh, chess engine as well, which is actually uh, based on uh, neural networks and AI and other things. And that's also quite uh, capable. So uh, are you using it just because it's open source and it's uh, uh, available freely? We use it because it's the best uh, for a given amount of money of hardware that you're going to spend. For the same uh, value of hardware, you're going to get the best chess out of Stockfish. Uh, for a couple of years now, we had Leela um, bringing neural networks uh, running on GPUs, and it, it has very, very interesting results. It can play very, very strong chess, but you have to run it on expensive GPUs. And at the scale that we run Stockfish on, it's just not something you can do. Plus, uh, from a few months now, Stockfish also supports neural networks, and it runs it on CPUs. So that's extremely interesting for us. And we do uh, use neural networks with Stockfish on the CPU infrastructure that we already have. Interesting, interesting. And then, uh, I mean, uh, so if you're if you're uh, running, so suppose I, I go on the platform, can I play with Stockfish? Or do I have to be a rated player with a high rating and then be able to play with Stockfish? You can play with Stockfish. Everyone can play with Stockfish. You don't even need to create a Leeches account uh, to play with Stockfish. Uh, basically, every feature on Leeches, if you can imagine using it without an account, then you can use it without an account. Like the only features you can't use with an, uh, as anonymous player is, for instance, uh, instant messaging, like uh, sending message to other players on the chest, it makes no sense if you're anonymous. So you're not going to be able to do that. But playing, studying, uh, practicing, solving puzzles and everything, all of that you can do with other accounts. So yeah, you can play with Stockfish. Uh, we offer uh, eight levels of uh, Stockfish that you can play on the website. We also have a bot API, which allows people to develop their own chess engine and plug them to the site, and we have a page listing all of them. So you can play any engine that anyone wrote uh, and, and try them out. There are some that are extremely fun. Uh, some of them, called Maya, are neural networks that were trained on actual games played by people on Leeches. So you can play these engines who replicate pretty darn well uh, the way actual people uh, play chess. And that's a very popular feature because there's a lot of people who don't want to go to the stress of playing and potentially losing to actual human players. But also, also they don't want to play something to engine-like, you know? And so you go play the Maya bots and you have the best of both worlds. Interesting, interesting. And then, and so so once you play a game, and uh, I think uh, what Leeches does very well is that it gives you a URL. So you can take the URL and share it with it 
anyone and that uh, then that person so suppose i share the url with rinath rinath can go uh, to that url and see the game that i've just played uh, with all the moves that i've made and i've also noticed that uh, you give uh, you do provide some analysis so chess.com it uh, provides analysis but i think uh, some of after some uh, games it's uh, uh, it's paid so you'll have to sign up and uh, pay for it what about leeches how does leeches provide analysis for a game especially for the moves so these uh, the beginning of the game the uh, middle game and the end game so i want to check whether the move that i made was uh, good or not and what is the effective score so can i get that analysis on the platform yeah absolutely you get you can get that for free uh, the analysis is run by stockfish and it's a very expensive uh, process uh, cpu wise i think it takes about I don't know. Uh, I think it's five minutes of CPU time to analyze uh, an average game. So it's pretty darn expensive, and people request uh, thousands of analyses uh, per minute. And the way we solve that problem is that we built. Uh, do you know City at Home? Sorry. Oh, uh, yeah, it's um, we built a network that allows anyone to plug in their computer or servers and contribute uh-huh. CPU power. Uh, for for the analysis yeah so you you're talking about seti at home the distributed computing uh, project absolutely yeah we have yeah. the same basically for running chess analysis okay and thanks to that uh, we are providing uh, yeah we had the numbers recently we are using one year of cpu power every day for analysis and using uh, that network uh, of computers that people provide just for the heck of it that's really awesome that's how we provide the analysis free of charge uh, for everyone and and how many games are played uh, on a daily basis like uh, uh, on a regular day like today how many games would people play on average on leeches last time i checked it was about 5.4 million games per day that's uh, that's massive yeah and they're oh, all stored in the database forever with all the metadata and and the time spent uh, to play each move and uh, the analysis of these games, it's uh, it's pretty massive, yeah. So uh, I was uh, looking at, uh, while exploring uh, for this podcast, I was also checking that you have a, a URL database.leeches.org where uh, a person can go and download games for that particular month and then run some analysis. So how big is that database? And for, for last how many years are you actually storing all the games that are being played on the platform? Uh, we've been storing all the games from day one. So we have games that are 10 years old. Uh, in our database, I think we have something like four or five billion games uh, stored. And uh, we do publish all the rated games. When you play a game, it can okay. either be casual or rated. We publish the rated games, which represent about half of the games played. Uh, we only publish these because the casual games tend not to be that interesting. Uh, people don't take them as seriously, so they just not as many things you can do with them, but we do publish uh, all the rated games, and uh, it amounts to about 100 million games uh, per month uh, available for download. And these files available for everyone to download are being used for the most amazing things. I, I talked to you about uh, the Maya bots, uh, the neural network build uh, trained with Liches games. The guys that just downloaded files from uh, this public database and they trained the neural networks on it. That's one of the many projects. Uh, that are born from that public database. 
Rinath here is actually quite interested in uh, neural networks. <laughs> he finds that yeah. very fascinating. <laughs> yeah, no, I, 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 I try to understand the AI technology and you know how the whole thing works. I mean, are you? Do you have any plans for uh, you know building a like a AI that would integrate with, or do you already have one that integrates with uh, Leeches, where you can play with an AI? Uh, yeah, we do have that. We have. I'm not sure. I understand exactly what you mean. Uh, we have the the ability to play against the Stockfish engine running on our Fishnet network, and we have the ability for people to plug their own AI. So. All right. But, yeah, you can build a, a chess engine uh, in any way you like using neural networks or not, and then run it on computer and plug it to the Leeches servers using an API we provide. And then it's uh, it's a user account that can be challenged by anyone. And uh, your bot is just going to start to play people and you can watch it progress and have a rating and everything. Right, that is amazing. And and the, the billions of uh, the historical da- data that you have, I mean, you know, can anyone use their, you know, neural network to train, um, uh, to, to use those data to train the AI to um, to become better? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you can download the, the 2 billion rated games that we offer and train your neural networks on them. You could select just the Grandmaster games if you want uh, your program to play like a Grandmaster. You can select just the new games if you want your neural network to play like me. That is amazing. That is a lot of data point which can be useful, you know, to do a lot of problems, I imagine. Yeah. I know. And if you go to database.leaches.org, at the bottom of the page, you're going to see about 20 projects that we highlighted that use the database. So you can see what's been done already and maybe get some inspiration from it. So we'll we'll share all those uh, URLs uh, when we publish this uh, podcast. So uh, I mean, you keep mentioning about rated games. So uh, any anyone who's logged into the platform um, will have a game that is rated. So now, how does the rating system work on uh, leeches? Because uh, I think you've published a page, and I'll I'll share that again with uh, with the viewers. But I just wanted to hear from you, like how does the rating work on leeches, and how do you rate games, and how do you actually rate uh, players as well? Well, I don't like reinventing the wheel, uh, so I just went for the most uh, popular uh, solution at the time for uh, rating players for two-player games, and uh, it's Glico2, is the algorithm called. I don't know exactly how it works because I don't have to. That's the beauty of it. Uh, The way it works is uh, everyone starts with a default rating of 1,500, and there's a second value that is the rating deviation. And you start with, I think it's 500, meaning your rating is probably between 1,000 and 2,000. But we don't know because you have a high rating deviations. And the more you play and the uh, smaller your rating deviation become, and which means we know with more precision uh, what your rating is going to be. Basically, that's how it works. That's the third value. I don't even know exactly what it means. <laughs> but yeah, it works. It works really well. So uh, then, I mean, if, if if you know that, okay, people are playing honestly, then yes, of course it works. But then, uh, because I, I had this, uh, uh, I mean, people start uh, abusing you if uh, you don't allow them to re, um, so, uh, I mean, make their move, uh, take their move back. Um, mm-hmm. And I've, I've reported this on the platform as well. I think Leeches handles it really well. But then how do you prevent such abuse and, um, and then maybe cheating on the platform where, 
how how do you predict that okay a person is actually playing honestly and uh, not going to uh, uh, i mean uh, hack the rating system and they are not trying to cheat um well there are a lot of things you can do about that and maybe the most important is uh, i told you about fishnet uh the 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 stockfish network that we use and that gives us a humongous amount of cpu power provided by the community we use that a lot for uh, anti cheating uh based on on some heuristic we are going to first select the most suspicious games and then these games are going to be processed by that uh stockfish network for similarities with engine play and from that and heuristic that we had beforehand and the continuous work of uh, our great moderation team i love these guys uh, big shout out to them thank you guys you make it just possible thanks to all these things we can actually handle uh, the cheat problem and provide a relatively cheat free uh, experience to everyone to play chess and chess yeah okay so so th- that takes care of uh, the che- cheating part but then uh, i mean uh, do you so when someone is playing a game do you actually analyze those games in real time or once the games are finished then you analyze them and then you predict uh, whether the there has been uh, cheating done i i just wanted both. to understand how it works does it work real time or does it work after the game is finished both both because there are so many ways of cheating uh there are a great many number of heuristics that we use some of them uh are in real time and in some cases we are able to automatically interrupt the game while it's being played because we know for a fact that someone uh, is cheating uh, in that game but most of the heuristics and and uh, analysis uh that we do is after the game is played of course because you can't stop someone from doing something bad before they actually do it and most of the time we need several games to actually be sure that someone is cheating it's not always obvious enough to do it uh, within just one game okay so that's that's interesting and then uh, i mean once the game is over you have the analysis we can share the url uh, and leeches also provides a lot of support so suppose i have an issue with the game i can quickly report so is there like a support team behind the scene who's all always uh, on on call or, or whatever and they can respond to people's queries so suppose i play a game and i had an issue can i quickly contact the leeches team and who's actually responding to us is it like a ai bot or a, a is there a real uh, team behind the support for all these games we don't have ai bots talking to people uh, every time you're going to get a reply from the leeches team it's going to be someone actually going through the pile of reports and appeals uh, and replying to you yeah yeah uh, if you suspect full play in a game you're encouraged to report uh, that issue or if someone uh, is being a nice like uh, is doing anything that you don't like you can you can report that person we have a pretty complex report system in place that allows a team of about 60 moderators all around the globe to to process uh these reports uh one players ban players and then handle the appeals uh, of these players in case uh, we have false positives so there's a lot of code about it but mostly it's the work of uh a great many moderators all around the globe working every day to keep the experience enjoyable for everyone. 
that's that's really good to know and uh, so uh, i'm i'm just talking about different features and aspects of the uh, leeches uh, platform so uh, coming to now uh, clubs and tournaments so i was mentioning about uh, my uh, wife's uh, nephew uh, he uh, is in a school he's playing leeches and then you have these clubs and tournaments so can you uh, talk us a bit about this feature and how people are using this particular feature to uh, organize uh, their games yeah sure uh, that's something that became pretty big uh, since the first lockdowns uh, last year a lot of people who used to play in actual physical chess clubs uh, they had to stay at home and move their activities online so we had a lot of demand for tournaments and the way it works in the chess is that everyone absolutely literally everyone can create their own tournaments be it uh, the arena system that we created that allows people to get paired very quickly and it's very appropriate for internet chess or using the Swiss system, which is a much more traditional way of making uh, chess tournaments. Everyone can make these tournaments, invite anyone they want. Uh, they can create teams if they want to restrict the entry uh, of these tournaments to only their friends or their clubs or their school or whatever. They can also relay over the board tournaments using the broadcast feature. I must big website have the ability to broadcast a big chess event and, and chess tournaments and showing all the boards in real time and allowing analysis and commentary. We go the extra step by letting everyone create their own broadcast, which allows club to relay their local tournaments in exactly the same way we relay the chess championships. So it, it's, it's always the idea of empowering everyone to, uh, to do the things they want to in, in, in the absolute best way and, and put everyone on the same foot. Wow, amazing. Um, so what's your, um, what's your plan for expansion or, you know, what are the things that you're thinking of adding in future with Leeches? Yeah, I'm not much into plans. <laughs> I don't really have any plans. Uh, Leeches wasn't made by making plans. It's just, right. yeah, people want things and then Maybe someone makes it and maybe not. And when it's done, it's done. I mean, what are my plans? Uh, I think the next things I'm going to work to is, yeah, more, more moderation tools. I'm spending a lot of time, uh, helping the moderator team, uh, get their job done, uh, more efficiently. So that's going to be, yeah, improvement on moderation tools that you guys can't see, but you can see the source code, of course, and you're welcome to edit. Okay, so I mean, I, I have a GitHub, um, uh, I mean, ID, so I can, I actually saw that uh, uh, on your platform, you can, uh, on your GitHub profile that you have the source code, so I can uh, maybe look at it and uh, uh, edit or contribute to it. So, uh, I mean, uh, coming back to uh, Leech's features, there is one feature that I love the most, which is puzzles. Uh, I, I love playing the puzzles. And I think this is where uh, I hate I mean, I should not use such a strong word, but I think I don't like chess.com because I can't play uh, puzzles uh, for the entire day because sometimes I don't want to play with people. I just want to solve puzzles. And I think Lee Chess has this great feature. So how does that uh, feature uh, work? Because that's different from playing uh, the uh, chess engine, say Stockfish. So I'm not playing a game. I'm just solving it. So how do you generate those puzzles? Mm -hmm. That's, uh, I used our public database uh, of games, which we just uh, talked about, 
I downloaded myself all these files of the public database, all the 2 billion rated games that were played. And then I wrote a Python script um, going through these games and reusing the fishnet analysis that is available in these games to find blunders within these games because every good puzzle starts with a blunder. And then you have to spot what the blunder is and provide the adequate response to get an advantage from the, from the position. Uh, that script is available. It's on my GitHub. Uh, it's called liches-puzzler, I think. You can go check it out. It, it's, it's really pretty simple. It looks for a position after a blunder, and then it checks if there are there is a sequence of only moves uh, after that blunder that leads to something interesting. And if it does, there it is. It generated a puzzle. So I've been running uh, that script on a few servers and my personal machines. And after about 25, 30 years of CPU time, it came up with, uh, I think now we have uh, a little more than 1,600,000 puzzles. So a lot of puzzles uh, for everyone to solve. Yes. And then what's more interesting is that I, I wrote another Python script that goes through all these puzzles to detect the chess motifs uh, in them, such as a skewer or forks or pins uh, various categories of maids. So you can train, uh, whatever category of tactics that you fancy or that you want to learn. You can select it and have puzzles only matching it. End games or opponent games, queen and games and, and whatnot. We have a list of these on the chess website. That's nice. That's nice. And, and, uh, I was also looking at leeches that it has the learning platform where you can learn about the game, where you can learn about how the moves happen but uh, i mean watching queen's gambit there there was a lot of talk about uh, the move the end game the middle game etc and the opening uh, there's a king's gambit there's a queen's gambit there is sicilian defense all these things so uh, but i noticed that on the platform you don't explain all these uh, opening moves uh, that much uh, so how does uh, i mean leeches promote learning of the game and do you recommend any other platforms apart from leeches to go and learn the game if you want to uh, pursue this as a uh, like a professionally, I think we do actually explain this. If you go to uh, okay. the learn section and then you yes. go to practice, you're gonna find a, a list of uh, tactics and, and notions in chess. Okay, where I think it is pretty well explained. Maybe not fully translated. Yeah, definitely that. But it's pretty well explained, and then you get pretty good exercises uh, about it. Uh, what else do we provide for that? We have a list of coaches that you can hire. These coaches are obviously not for free, but we don't handle the payment whatsoever. So everything you're going to pay to them actually goes to them. Uh, we have collections of studies that people can create to explain more chess notions or, or, or create, uh, their own puzzles or, or whatever. Uh, what else we got? I'm just checking out the learn section right now. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, do, I, do I have? Uh, yeah, I think I think that's it. I don't think people are often requesting more learning features. Is there anything specific you're thinking about? Uh, uh, so uh, there are a lot of these uh, companies that have come up now, Chess24, and they focus on coaching and learning and uh, co focusing on improving your game. Because I think uh, after playing uh, chess for some time and with the same uh, people and maybe even with strangers, 
you peak and you are not able to go beyond that score so in order to improve your score or rating then you need to uh, learn some tactics and uh, practice some moves or even think about those moves which you would have not thought naturally and i think that's where the learning part comes so that that's the reason i was asking this question yeah in my opinion the best tool for learning uh, at least at my level uh, is puzzles just yes play puzzle and and play them slowly spend a lot of time on them really try to find a solution and if you don't take the time to actually uh, uh, analyze the puzzle and maybe use the sufficient gene to uh, figure out what the right move was and what your mistake was and if you do that you should get 90% of the tools you need uh, for self improvement in chess and for the 10% more you can go for to the the coach section and find someone to teach you what you need Okay, okay. Right. Well, wow, no, this is neat. It's neat to know about all of these things because I'm actually not uh, very familiar with uh, I I only played chess when I was a when I was a teenager and then somehow I um kind of got away from it and uh, yeah, it's nice to know there's so many tools available and uh, yeah, I mean I, I'll I'll definitely check it out and probably start playing again with uh, with all of these information. So, yeah, um, don't yeah. Don't worry too much about improving. In my opinion, it's a game. Have fun. It's a, it's a game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I know, yeah. but sometimes people do get uh, competitive, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I wonder. Yeah. I mean, um, uh, Tibo, in in your opinion, what's your thought on this this question? That you know, someone who becomes really good in chess. I mean, obviously, this this improves a person's cognitive ability. You know, things. You know, they they have to think a few steps ahead, and you know, it, it, there is a lot of improvement um, that happens. So where else would the person be able to use this this you know the 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 super strength that you would get from being a really good chess player in in real life would you become also a good programmer or would you would you be would, would you be good in like negotiations would you you know what, what, where do you think uh, some of the practical applications lie from a you know uh, good well, that's a tough question. Uh, I, I don't really know myself, being a very mediocre chess player myself. <laughs> I would tend to think that when you become better at chess, you actually become better at chess. <laughs> and that's basically it. I don't think there are any proofs that it translates to any other skill than chess itself, you know. Right, right, okay. Because yeah, I, I did, I did hear from many places that you become like you know because you have to, you know, kind of forecast or predict three or four steps ahead. You become you know good in negotiating and stuff like that. But obviously, yeah, there's probably hasn't been any studies that you know definitively proves that. But it is. I find it quite interesting how transferable our our you know uh, brains skills are you know if you if you upskill our brain in one way it, it can easily be transferable in many ways and i'm sure it, it might be true but for sure it is a nice story and nice story are great for selling things and just to let us dream you know so maybe something is true about it i, I couldn't say for sure Sure, sure. Yeah, so I, I guess that's the message for the audience that yeah, when you yeah, please do do check out Leeches and you know when you when you do 
play play for fun not necessarily to gain anything in return but i mean obviously i i i think strongly that there are a lot of benefits that you would get by by playing something okay something so like. uh, rena do you think i've become more intelligent after playing chess <laughs> <laughs> so uh thivo uh, i mean uh, coming back to rated play so one of the uh, main things uh, of having an open source platform is not uh, i mean you only have people uh, who i mean uh, people are playing chess on it and they were playing casual games and i think it satisfied the need and chess.com on the other hand they were having grandmasters and other things uh, coming on that platform and playing games and i've seen that recently um, uh, magnus carlsen and many other players and proper grandmasters are playing on the platform so is is there a push from lee chess to invite those grandmasters or their grandmasters are coming by themselves and because they recognize that lee chess is an important uh, platform and it is uh, it is um, it is creating a big impact in the chess uh, community uh well we do have a budget for creating content and paying uh, chess creators that's for sure um but i think most of the grandmasters that use the site they just do it because they enjoy doing it and yes. for instance we had uh, magnus carlsen using the website every month for a year and you cannot pay that guy he just goes and play wherever he likes because he likes chess he enjoys it and i think that's the case for most people including the best in the world yes i think uh, i think it uh, makes us uh, i mean we we think of a grandmaster at such a high level but it's uh, so uh, so liberating that you can just go on a platform and play with a grandmaster in a casual game and then just uh, have fun playing the game that you like yes indeed yes indeed and yeah i don't have anything to <laughs> So, Tivo, um coming a little bit away from Leeches, just, you know, um interested about you as in, you know, are you are you are you working on another new hobby project that might become <laughs> something something really cool in future or uh... Absolutely not. All my time is for Leeches. That's uh, a one time thing. I'm never going to be as lucky as I was uh, when Leeches picked me for winning that kind of service. Uh Leeches it is and Leeches it will always be. I don't have any other project. Okay. Ah, right. And and uh, uh, while I was uh, reading about Leeches, there is a mention about Leeches Foundation. So can you uh, tell us a bit about the foundation as well? The foundation. Uh, you probably mean the non-profit association that runs yes, it. Yes. 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 Uh, legally, Leeches is a French non-profit association. That's the legal entities we uh, work with. and that allowed us to set up uh salaries first for me and then uh for other people it's just a basic uh french non-profit association like yes yeah not much about it okay and and uh, does it do any charitable work etc just it just it's there to just uh, support leeches as a platform it's entire goal and and uh, reason to be is the leeches platform okay. that's how it does yeah Okay. That is amazing the the way the whole whole structure you have is so transparent. Um that that's actually one of the I think one of the key things for running a community project like this. This you know the transparency and you know you mentioned earlier in in this talk as well that one you know one of the best part of 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 leeches is not that it's free but it's also transparent you're not you're not taking you know collecting data or um you know using the user's vulnerability to to gain any 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 kind of anything that is 
you know outside of their knowledge the the whole transparency bit is actually you know quite intriguing and i think you know more more websites more projects should be like that because currently obviously data privacy is such a big thing yeah the, the idea is that it's been the same uh, all along um we are not using leeches to achieve goals such as personal wealth or anything uh i like to say leeches is not using you you use leeches and that's the way it should be i think absolutely that is such a powerful statement and you know most of the times on the internet whenever you want to do anything you know that in in one way or another you're the product you know if if you you know say for example even if you go on youtube or google you know you're getting their services for free but it's not really free you're selling your attention and your data and you know that that is that is not the not what it should be as an internet culture i mean obviously the way internet started you know by giving a lot of uh, free services in the beginning so i think you know that's how that's how the whole whole thing evolved but um i suppose we are moving towards more you know a more um, transparent internet in future and i've heard of uh, web 3.0 which is uh, uh, you know also looking at you know uh, democratizing the whole infrastructure i mean what what's your thought on these new technologies that are coming up well i'm not too optimist um i think that the saying if you're not paying for it then you are the product yes. is still uh generally uh absolutely true with the notable exception of leeches naturally <laughs> where you're not paying and you're not the product uh and i don't see it going away anytime soon um uh if you if you look at what google is doing for instance uh with their google chrome browser and the direction is going of uh, moving the the spying and the tracking from the website to the browser itself in order to bypass uh, for instance all the uh, necessary add-ons such as uBlock origin everyone should install that uh, and and preventing people to protect themselves uh, from these practices and that's that's the direction is going and i don't think the public is uh, sensitive uh, has any idea about that or, or what's going on and neither do the politics so i i really don't have much hope about that do you <laughs> Well, to be honest, no, you're right. And also, I also see the capitalist, um, you know, society that we live in. I mean, you know, if, if, if no one, if people are not making, um, you know, profit off the service they're providing, then obviously that's not much of a, um, incentive for someone to do something so um yeah no that's uh i i yeah you're absolutely right but i i wish that we would move towards more of a transparent um you know I- internet where we know what we are giving up when we are getting a free free service or a product a lot of the times people don't even know how their data is being used for example if you know if in a chrome browser you have facebook open and then you know you you're browsing other internet um websites in other tabs facebook get to know about the other tabs that are open and that's uh, that's that's uh, that's a piece of information a lot of people don't know and you know they might be thinking oh i've opened this new tab so this new tab has 
you know, my data in this way and then this, uh, but the fact that these data is, you know, being used, tracked in, in such a intrusive way, I think that's, that's the part that we should, we should at least come away from. Of course, yeah, you know, uh, companies need to make money to progress and improve. I understand that, but it's, it's the transfer, a lack of transparency that I think we should, well, I mean, I, I'm hopeful that that will probably, you know, go away maybe in a few years. <laughs> yeah, that is my hope as well. And that's one of the points of EHS, uh, to show that other ways of doing things are possible. Uh, I used to hear a lot, yeah, we put a lot of ads and there's trackers and everything, but we don't have a choice. That's the way it works and it's the only way it works. With Liches, we say here, there's another way of making it working. It exists. You know, it's exactly. Possible. And it's not only exists, it's been existing for a decade and ongoing. So it's not like a, you know, one time thing that it just was successful once. No, it's an ongoing direct example of it working in this alternative way. That is amazing. That just makes me feel so inspired. Um, yeah. And I think it, it could as well be, be profitable if people wanted it to be. It could be profitable even without the ads uh, and the trackers just by uh, having, as I described earlier, paywalls that people can choose the amount uh, of, yes. which I think is a perfectly reasonable for model for, for services online. Uh, yes. I think by using that, and, and probably uh, uh, companies have proved it to be true already, that, that should be uh, a sustainable model uh, for actually generating profit from service. Okay. Yes. So without any ads or trackers or, or taking people for kettles and without the bullshit. <laughs> I, I like the, I like the way you used it, but uh, Thibo, I mean, uh, when you started this as a hobby uh, project, and now it's become the whole—it's just occupied your entire life. Now, um, when you look back, do you think uh, there was ever a time where uh, there was an opportunity to make it paid, like Chess.com? And why was there a conscious, or was there a conscious decision not to have it uh, paid uh, right from the beginning? Well, my idea in the beginning was that um, I don't like clients. I don't want to have clients. I don't want to answer to clients. I also don't like bosses. And so nowadays, I don't have any of these, and it's perfect. <laughs> and that's why uh, there's no paywall. I basically don't have any clients. That was the, the original idea, and then I made the promise that it would always be entirely free. And no, we're bound by the promise, and we are never going to break it. So that's why Fantastic. That, that is so fantastic. Um, so, Thibault, we have, uh, you know, within our audience, we have a lot of tech enthusiasts and, uh, you know, people who are probably learning to code or already a professional coder, etc. And, you know, you, you mentioned, you know, you're entirely consumed by leeches, but... Um, do you have, do you know about or do you think there are some problems in the society like, you know, that, that, you know, someone else could sort of try and solve? For example, you know, if, if, do you think, can you think of a project or something that, you know, you would tell to our audience that, oh, you know what, you know, you guys can start this project as a hobby? Damn. Um, wow. Uh, or maybe a problem uh, that you see on the internet that can be solved. Uh, you know, you don't have the capacity band bandwidth to do it, but you know, you, you know that you know something similar to like a community-powered website like Leeches. You know, maybe one of our audience would be interested or enthusiastic enough to start something really good on another, you know, in another sector, you know, uh, and start their own hobby project. I think it's. I think you only know if it's going to work after you've done it. 
Yes. That, that's the way it works for the chess. Uh, it happened not because I thought, oh, chess is a problem that needs solving now. And if I do it now, it's going to it's gonna work really well. I had no idea. I was just starting so many projects that eventually one of them took off, you know, and that, that's how it worked. Uh, I don't know. Uh, something completely unrelated I could think about is um, uh, private messaging, uh, for instance. Uh, right, okay. We don't want to depend on, on WhatsApp anymore, right? Yes, yes. Uh, now that is so yeah, And the problem has been tackled already by uh, Signal, for instance, which is a great mobile app that does basically the same thing as WhatsApp, but without the tracking uh, and the spying and the, the Facebook bullshit that comes with it. Yes. But it already exists. So I, I cannot say to anyone, try to invent that again, but maybe go contribute to it. I think we need more contributors that then we need uh, people who actually start the project. That's, ah, sure. that's that's actually really insightful thought, Thibaut. I totally agree that, yeah, I mean, there are projects, I mean, for example, even Google has a rival where, you know, DuckDuckGo, where, you know, who is not tracking your data when you're using the search engine. But yeah, I mean, I'm sure DuckDuckGo probably needs more support, um, you know, contributions from coders. Yes, absolutely. So yeah, no, that that is actually very insightful. Yeah, and I would also urge our audience that, yeah, if you feel like, you know, you want to contribute to a, like a, you know, to a utopia of, of internet, definitely consider um, you know, going and contributing. I mean, if you have a really good idea, definitely go for it. But if, if you're a lack of idea, but you are enthusiastic enough to do something, then yeah, do go uh, support these these alternative um, sites which protects your privacy. Yeah, do both of them actually. Contribute and start new things. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's the best, yeah. I think uh, one of the reasons we started the podcast uh, was uh, we both work in technology and we both thought, okay, uh, it's high time we start creating things rather than consuming things. So that's one of the reasons we started the podcast. Um, we love technology and we wanted to share our passion with people. And uh, yeah, and it's it's people like you uh, who have... Uh, who have uh, created, given so much impact uh, to the online world by creating such a big project, open source, kept it ad-free and still uh, feeling very strong about it, uh, even after 10 years. I mean, having that much motivation after 10 years is also commendable. <laughs> yeah, thanks. I mean, it all comes from the team. We really. Again, I get all the credit, but the team is building just not me. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but uh, I mean, you, you started it. So so that's why uh, we, we thought of uh, talking to you about your journey. But yes, I, I do see, uh, especially on the on your platform where you have leeches.org slash source, where you have mm -hmm. mentioned all the different uh, libraries and the, uh, the repos which are being uh, used to uh, run leeches. And I can see that there are a lot of other contributors. And what I will do is uh, when we publish this uh, uh, podcast, we'll mention about all those things where people can actually go and see who all are contributing. And it's actually quite uh, important that people are aware that it's not a one person, one person's idea was there, but because of the community, because of the contribution from so many people, it has lived for this uh, many years. So uh, thank you so much again. Uh, do you have any any last words for our audience uh, to share that you uh, you want? I mean, if if you want to share with our audience, um, yeah, I would I would like people to take control of their tools. Uh, I'm seeing in general the tools 
taking control of people. And we have no idea about it. Uh, we, you, we have phones, we have computers that we call phones uh, in our pocket. We have no idea what they do. We have no idea. And we should be encouraging people to actually become hackers. And we should be uh, teaching kids how to become hackers because what's a hacker? It's someone who builds new tools and who deconstructs the existing tools to understand uh, what they do and how to use them and not to be used by them. Wow, that is that is certainly a valuable uh, message to for the audience. Thank you very much, Thibaut. Um, yeah, I think uh, yes, I think it it resonates with me because uh, I I am a tester uh, by profession and uh, I like to understand how things work, how systems work. And I, actually, uh, me and Renat we worked on a project together. He was a developer, I was a software tester, and I was finding bugs in his code. And it was actually kind of uh, very uh, fun doing it together. Uh, so I, I understand where you're coming from and I think it's quite relevant as well because you're right, a lot of times we use a product but we don't know how it works and uh, people um, people just use it and uh, they don't understand anything about it and the implications, what it has on their life. So it's, it's uh, thank you so much for that uh, powerful message. Okay. My pleasure. Thanks for having me here. Yeah, thank you, Thibaut, for uh, uh, joining us and uh, you know letting us know about your project. That was very insightful, very powerful, and I'm definitely going to go and uh, open my account now. Um, thank so you to our audience for listening, and uh, yeah, uh, hopefully you guys will also uh, be more uh, enthusiastic about you know starting a new project or contributing, or uh, at the very least, go to go and check out Leeches if you're not already on it. Thank, Thank you so much, much again, Thibaut. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Take care. Bye.